Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. We're going to have a little bit of a different show today. Just a little bit. It's still going to be my blabber mouth, but it's going to be just a little bit different. Well, as we're going to go into the Lord's into prayer, I'm going to use a prayer of David, as I have been off and on here in the last several weeks. This is Psalm 86, and I... Uh, I just think that uh, sometimes just going to the scripture really, really helps us. We know David went through some struggles, some horrible times, and and always leaned on the Lord. Uh, sometimes he tried to take things into his own hands, but that usually didn't end up well. And I think we can take a message from that. But he always gave praise to the Lord. And so if you want to follow along, it's Psalms 86. And I'm going to start with for such a time as this. Hear our prayer, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Guard my life, for I am devoted to you. You are my God. Save your servant who trusts in you. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant, for to you, O Lord, I lift my soul. You are forgiving and good, O Lord, abounding in love to all who call to you. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my cry for mercy. In the day of my trouble I will call to you, for you will answer me. Among the gods there is none like you, O Lord. No deeds can compare with yours. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you, O Lord. They will bring glory to your name. For you are great and do marvelous deeds. You alone are God. Teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I will praise you, O Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever. For great is your love toward me. You have delivered me from the depths of the grave. The arrogant are attacking me, O God, a band of ruthless men seeking my life, men without regard for you. But you, O Lord, are compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Turn to me and have mercy on me. Grant your strength to your servant and save the son of your maidservant. Give me a sign of your goodness, that my enemies may see it and be put to shame. For you, O Lord, have helped me and comforted me. Father God, it is for such a time as this that we stand on your word, knowing that you are the true and awesome God, the only true God. And we ask for your forgiveness, because we know as a nation and as a people We have failed you. We have failed our duty as your children. 
for such a time as this, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Pushing back together. No one should stand alone, even in these times. These are the times that try men's souls. What do you think Thomas Paine and many of our founding fathers would think about today's? You know, there's the old meme, the old saying that says they'd have been shooting by now. Well, I'm going to veer from the normal or the crazy. Well, mostly. We're going to talk a little bit about it. And try to encourage you with some history. History of women, after all, it's women's, it's National History Month for women. The realization of where we are today in this nation, it's time for us to understand that. Those who are pushing the evil woke agenda on us, they need to feel some pushback. And that needs to come from us, all of us, all of us, female and male, male and female. If you are afraid to speak up for that which is righteous and is good and is godly, then what do you expect will happen? The ungodly will triumph, and our nation, our children, our liberty will be forever gone, and we will leave our children in the very hands of the most evil of people. Are you willing to do that, to stay silent as they take our children? This is a quote from Thomas Paine. Those who expect to reap the blessings of freedom must, like men, undergo the fatigue of supporting it. He that would make his own liberty secure must guard even his enemy from oppression. For if he violates this duty, he establishes a precedent that will reach to himself. And Abigail Adams said, A patriot without religion, in my estimation, is as great a paradox as an honest man without the fear of God Is it possible that he whom no moral obligations bind can have any real goodwill towards men? Abigail Adams. Marianne Williamson. I'm going to bring you some history of women of the Revolutionary War here in just a few minutes. But let's compare them to somebody like today's Marianne Williamson, who is going to run for president on the Democrat Party, I guess, against Joe Biden. Um, I don't know how else to say that, but this little flower child is clueless. She's got lots of quips and lots of warm feelings and maybe some flowers in her hair. She might take those out for the camera these days. I'm not sure. This woman is not capable of running a nation. I don't know why she's running for president. I think she might realize something's wrong, <clears throat> but not. But she doesn't understand what is wrong. She hates the Second Amendment, so she's going to follow down that path to take away your guns. She's totally anti-2A. And she's proposing and has in the past $500 billion in reparations and has given her prayer of, of apology to all the blacks that, for the slavery that they undertook. Did you know most Americans, most Americans, I don't care what color you are, let's say white since that's the ones they don't like, 
But most Americans never had slavery in their family's past. That wasn't the majority of Americans. Yet, that's the path that this little flower child will go down. I don't know what she'll do about war over it. Can you imagine Mary Mary Ann Williamson sitting down having a little chit-chat with with Putin or with General Chi? Is he called a general? President Chi? President Chi. Chairman, I think. Chairman. Okay. I'm not sure. I was thinking they were calling him general. All right, one more crazy story, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the history of several several revolutionary women, and I think it's something you need to know, men and women need to know, what took place during our revolution and how, how engrossed they were as a family for liberty. <clears throat> but here we have an Arizona school board, another crazy woman, cutting ties with a Christian university. They were allowing the Christian university to... Uh, have some of their teachers as like interns and trying to uh, get them ready for their school. But she's cutting ties with them because their biblical values make her unsafe. Now, this woman, <laughs> Tamelia Valenzuela, she claims to be all these things bilingual, disabled, neurodivergent, queer black Latina, loves. <laughs> How do you do? How do you do? Queer black Latina loves a good hot wing, but only with the right ranch and things that sparkle. And as Afro Latin AF, queer AF, witchy AF, that's what she stands by. That's how she identifies. And she wears cat ears. Just saying. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Mr. H. Here to tell you about an unusual and sensational nutritional product that contains nine exotic fruits, 13 vitamins, 17 herbs, 18 amino acids, and 70 colloidal trace minerals. It's called Immuno 150. Nothing like it in the world. If you're trying to get rid of some pain or correct any health issue, you might try Immuno 150. Look at the website Immuno150.com. That's I-M-M-U-N-O. 150.com. You've probably never consumed more than 20 minerals in your life, but your body needs at least 60 minerals. So try Immuno 150 to see what 70 minerals and 80 other nutrients can do for you. Call 888-316-2224. That's 888-316-2224. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat 
fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe, and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. And we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. So this woman, and she's on a school board, and I'm thinking, who elects this nut job? She claims to be a witch. She claims to be AF, which means, I don't know, what what do we say that meant? Uh, Probably assigned female. Assigned female. So somebody assigned her a female. (laughs) And she thinks she's a cat, so she wears cat ears. And she hates the Bible. Maybe it's a signed feline. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Uh, I don't know. She's a queer feline. Have you ever seen a queer cat? I've seen some cats that were queer, but I've never seen a queer cat. All right. Anyway, um, so we have women like this and Marianna Williams that uh, that's what we're looking at today. I don't think so. I know we've got some great women out there. I know some of you listeners are great women. You're great patriots and uh now i'm gonna cry if i talk about it. we know mindy we know melody fighting for this country i may not always agree with everything but that doesn't mean they're not good patriots but these women they stand for everything our nation they stand against everything our nation was actually founded on So if we're going to have a National Women's History Month, let us actually give honor to actual women. Now, I kind of went off on this last week, just a little bit, <laughs> and then I wrote a Substack about it. So if you're not on Substack and you've got a, a little smartphone here, all you got to do is download smartstack.com, and I'm posting there nearly every day. I have to run out of the office early today, so I'm a little concerned about getting one up today, but we'll see what happens So last week, I had one that was very popular, and that was my case for Trump. And then on Friday, I uh, talked about National History Month and the Hershey's chocolate (laughs) and the Cheez-Its. Oh, I meant to get that recipe. I will get that recipe tonight. I will try to remember to do that. So I have a recipe for my own Cheez-Its. I don't do it very often because it's easier to buy a box, but I will not be buying Cheez-Its anymore until they make a formal apology uh, for to women for putting a man on the woman's 
on a Cheez-It box for National Women's Month, National History Women's Month. I'd like to know what he did for the history of women. They talk about history of trans, but what about history of women? So let's give honor to actual women who actually paved the way for these women today, you know, like Marianne Williamson and, and whatever this crazy woman is in Arizona. Compared to these women that I'm going to share with you, what are you and what am I willing to do for our country, our family, our liberty? So this is in honor of National Women's Month. I did not write this. I am going to read to you something somebody else wrote. It's by Tara Atterbury. When patriots in the American, women patriots in the American Revolution. Now, if you had to name, this is coming from me as well as her. If you had to name a patriot of a female patriot, who would you name? How many women's names could you come up with? So that might be a good little exercise to try to do. Can you think of any, Rudy? Patriot? Woman yeah. patriot? Betsy yeah. Ross comes to mind immediately. Betsy Ross is yeah. what she has. She has Betsy Ross down in Molly Pitcher. And uh, she says, who else can you think of? And then she says, don't worry about it. You're not the only one. So who do you remember in history? Not necessarily revolutionary history. This is from me. But can you actually name one trans man in a dress, one drag queen who loved anything more than themselves that they would or should be honored? If you're like me and most other Americans, your list is fairly small as far as naming the women in history. Not necessarily there's a lack of notable women for this time and in our history, but their names and courageous acts have been lost in time and history. And this woman says, thankfully, scholarships over um, the past few uh, decades have unearthed a plethora of information on the female patriot, many of them, contributions during the American Revolution, both on and off the battlefield. A comprehensive biological dictionary of more than 5,000 women patriots was compiled by Charles E. Cleghorn in 1991, Daughters of the American Revolution. So let's go on. She names her sources there. That is one of them. The other one is uh, Centennial Edition. No, that's a part of that book. Excuse me. It's the same book. But Betsy Ross... Now, I did a little studying on Betsy Ross. If you remember, I'm trying to write three books at one time here. And uh, I did some studying on her because she is one of the women I was going to mention in my book, I Wear a Pink Hat Too. But she is undoubtedly the most well-known woman of that era, being credited with the design and sewing of the first Reb American flag. Allegedly, that was by request of George Washington. Whether or not this narrative was factual isn't known, but Betsy and her husband, John Ross, did operate an upholstery shop in Philadelphia in the mid-1970s, making flags as part of their business, and that was according to the 1777 Pennsylvania State Naval Board. Now, in my study of, of uh, Betsy Ross, 
Her husband, she was Quaker, and her husband was not. So she had to leave her family. Now think about that. Back in those days, she had to leave her family, and she couldn't come back as long as she was married to a non-Quaker. But Betsy continued to operate the business after John, who was a soldier in the militia, was killed in the explosion in 1776. Betsy was then married to Captain Joseph Ashburn in 1777, but again was widowed by 1782 when Ashburn was captured at sea by the British and later died in the Old Mill Prison in Plymouth, England. Even after the loss of her second husband, this single mother continued to operate the upholstery shop in wartown, I'm sorry, in war-torn nation dominated by men. Whether Betsy actually made the first American flag or not, just plain old being a businesswoman back then and owning her own business was rare and remarkable. With widespread boycotts on English imports, the American troops often relied on the women from the local communities to provide food, uniforms, livestock, and other provisions. More than 1,000 women have been recognized as patriots for providing supplies and provisions for the troops. That made my mind go to Rosie the Riveter. So maybe we'll talk about Rosie the Riveter on another day this month. Oftentimes when they were with their families and had little to spare, these women would provide. Sally Hitch provided beef for the troops in 1781. Mabel Hinman supplied cattle for the Army in 1780. And Sarah Pratt supplied blankets and stockings and did Army, I'm sorry, and did laundry for the Army in 1781. Lucy Littlebury Holcomb furnished horses for the American soldiers when the Battle of Cowpens was fought on her property in 1780. Lucy had lost her husband in battle before the skirmish on her property and was later reimbursed for her loss of horses by the state of South Carolina in, 19, in 1791. Benjamin Franklin's daughter, Sarah Franklin Bach, assisted in creating a women's fundraising organization to aid, American to aid the American cause, and George Washington asked this organization of women to produce clothing for the Army rather than donate money, and they did just that, making more than 2,000 shirts for American soldiers in 1780. Hundreds of more women have been honored for supplying provisions in the Army. Women performed valiant acts on or near the battlefield, with the military ranks including support tasks to assist the troops. They prepared food, brought supplies to the soldiers during combat, sewed and laundered clothing, and took care of the wounded and the sick. This was bound in both this was found in both the American and the British armies. It is uh, documented that women we don't want to give her too much honor, but some women even lent their homes to the American cause, like Polly Master Penn, who allowed her home to be used as Ben Benedict Arnold's headquarters when he was still a loyal American general. We're going to stop right there. I've got another story that I think, if you haven't heard it before, you need to hear it again anyway. 
because it is a great story of an American woman in battle and what she did. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. It is National History, Women's History Month, and we're not going to honor the men. We're going to honor the women. We'll be right back. we have returned. I hope you're enjoying this. I think you're really going to enjoy this next one. And maybe you've heard this story before, but this is just absolutely amazing. Most, many of the soldiers, not most, I won't say most, but some of the soldiers' wives followed their husbands into the battlefield. And it's illustrated with the legend of Molly Pitcher. Molly Pitcher is a generic name given to the women who carried the water to the soldiers on the battlefield. However, the name Molly Pitcher is more often associated with Mary Hayes Macaulay, a stout, strong Irish woman from Carlisle, Pennsylvania, who helped man a cannon in in Captain Francis Proctor's company of the 4th Continental Artillery at the 1778 Battle of Monmouth, or Monmouth, I don't know how you pronounce that, Monmouth. In his memoirs, Joseph Plum Martin recorded his witness eye account, his witness account, his eyewitness account, excuse me, of the woman who's known as Molly Pitcher, a woman whose husband belonged to the artillery and who was then attached to a piece in the engagement, attended with her husband at the piece of the whole time. While in the act of reaching for a cartridge, and having one of her feet as far before the other as she could step, a cannon shot from the enemy passed directly between her legs without doing any other damage than carrying away all the lower part of her petticoat. Now, I want you to picture this. Looking at it with apparent unconcern, she observed that it was lucky it did not pass a little higher for in the case it might have carried away something else and continued her occupation. She stood there, straddle-legged, as she's getting ready to load a cannon, and another cannonball from the enemy comes and goes between her legs, my friends, and uh, rips her petticoat. She must have been standing very unladylike, and I'm glad that she was. At least one woman named Deborah Sampson was an active-duty Revolutionary War soldier. She posed as a man taking on the name of Robert Shirtliff and served in the Continental Army Infantry, was wounded in battle and honorably discharged in 1783. I think I've seen the story of her where they found her out (laughs) because she was wounded. Women up and down the eastern coast of America had to stand up for themselves and their families in a manner in which they hadn't even required before, had never been required to do before. And they met the challenge. Elizabeth Norton, Elizabeth Norton Joyner of Savannah, Georgia, rode on horseback to the British camp where where her older brother William Norton had been captured by the British in 1778. She was able to secure his release and return him home to his family, 
in early 1779. Anne Van Dyke, Van Doren, pounded a drunk British officer on the head with a candlestick when he invaded her home. He quickly left without harming her. With the American army in dire need of ammunition in 1780, Angelica Vroman took the mold of a ranger's bullet and an iron spoon and molded bullets for the Americans. The British were said to have been repulsed. <laughs> After Charleston, South Carolina, fell to the British in 1780, women who were heads of their households were forced to swear by their allegiance to the British crown. Mary Knowles and Elizabeth Owen, two of these female heads of households, refused to do so and were banished from the city along with more than 120 other women and 260 children. It is not known what happened to Knowles and Owen after the end of the war. Many women, patriots, sustained damage or lost their homes and property during the war, such as Esther St. John and Elizabeth Sally, whose Connecticut farms both suffered extreme damage in a British raid. The amount of home and personal property destruction by the British isn't accurately documented in all areas of the eastern United States, but could safely be estimated at thousands of structures burned, or otherwise destroyed between 1775 and 1783. Just like it takes a village, she says in this article, to raise a child, which I do not believe it does. <laughs> I think it takes a family. It takes a whole community working together, both men and women, to fight a war and preserve liberty and freedom. For Women's History Month, we honor these brave women and the thousands of others, female Revolutionary War patriots, that remain unknown. Now, she wrote this article back in, let me see if I can find the beginning of it, where I started here, in 2021. Here we are in 2023, and instead of honoring these women or other women, we're honoring men who dress up like women. If we're going to have a National Women's History Month, let us give honor to actual women. Women who paved the way for those women of today, the crazy women, compared to these women. What are you and I willing to do for our country, our family, our liberty? I would like to think that I would be one of those women run out of town, but I don't know. I value you might be yet. Uh, what's that? You might be yet. I might find that out, you know, <laughs> because uh, they say that they're looking for people who did not take the jab. <laughs> they're looking to find out who all of us are that are little rebels. I have in my hands here an article that's off of WorldNet Daily. Bob Unrah wrote it. I'm just going to hit the highlights, and then when we come back, I'm going to share with you the president spoke. The president, Donald J. Trump, yes, I'm still calling him president, he spoke at CPAC on Saturday afternoon, and uh, I could think of nothing other than that man is president. 
Now, he's not in the office. He's not able to right the wrongs that have happened yet, but he is president. Government claims C.S. Lewis and Token and Orwell are radicalized, are radicalized and kids. They don't want them to have anything to do with them. And this is coming, actually, some of what he's saying here. says, if you own the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe in your home library, you're considered a radical. Now, this is the United Kingdom. And, of course, you know, we fought a war to get rid of the United Kingdom. So why are we paying any attention to them today, you know, the Redcoats? But basically what this is saying, this man, Bob Unruh, and we've, we've read some of his stuff before. He's pretty good. I thought he was kind of all over the place with this particular article. But what he's really trying to say is they're trying to remove Christianity. They don't want you to rely on this. God and the Savior, Jesus Christ. They don't want any of that. It scares the witches in Arizona. It intimidates her. You know, prayer intimidates a lot of people. But it scares the devil to death, if that's possible. President Donald J. Trump these are just highlights from his speech. And he says, no turning back. We will finish what we started. Declaring that I will not retreat. I alone will not retreat. And I'm telling you right now, this man should not be standing alone. All of America need to be standing with him. And if you're a female out there, Maybe you're a suburban woman. Maybe you're a working woman. But if you're a family woman, you need to stop criticizing this man for mean treats. And you need to look at him as who can lead this country back to the constitutional republic that we were established to be. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. When we come back, we're going to talk about what the president said. We'll be right back. Have you heard about Vine to Bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouthwatering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's Vine to Bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar Chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. 
Mike Lindell and MyPillow are offering a BOGO extravaganza on multiple MyPillow products. Now's the time to join the millions of Americans who have changed the quality of their sleep with MyPillow. Right now, take advantage of Mike's buy one, get one free pricing on MyPillow's bed sheets, Giza Elegance MyPillows, six-piece towel set, and roll-and-go anywhere MyPillows, and so much more. Just go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and use promo code Bethann or call 1-800-978-6168. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on select products. You will also receive Mike's book absolutely free with any purchase. Call 1-800-978-6168 or go to the radio listener special page at MyPillow.com. Promo code Bethann. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News and World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800-613-8053-800-613-8053-800-613-8053. That's 800-613-8053. we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Now, for any of you that listened to the um, the man that had a show before me named uh, Derry Brownfield, you might remember that on occasion he had a gentleman on named G.B. Oliver who was with the Paragon Foundation. They are no longer uh, around. But he had gone to Washington, and if you remember... Uh, Representative, I think she was a representative, not a senator, Helen Shunaweth. She told G.B. Oliver, do you see what's going on here? It's a good old boys club. She says, as long as they're, they only argue when they're in front of the cameras, but when they're off camera, they're good old boys. They're all in this together. 
Well, for some reason, and I don't remember what it was, but he was at a dinner or a banquet or something, and he was sitting at the table with Carl Rove. And this is what G.B. Oliver said about Carl Rove. Now, Paragon Foundation was a property rights organization. So the, he, they were fighting for property rights, for ranchers, for farmers, for anyone who had property. So G.B. Oliver said, Carl Rove is evil. He's just an evil man. That's what he said. Now, he appears quite often on Sean Hannity's show, and they like to joke and carry on about his whiteboard. Donald Trump said that the Republican Party is never going back to the party of Paul Ryan, Karl Rove, and Jeb Bush. And he kind of threw in McConnell there a few times. And some others. But I want you to stop and think. Had Trump not won the election in 2016, just where exactly would we be today? Where exactly would we be? Donald Trump said there's no turning back. We will finish what we started. Declaring that I will... I alone will not retreat. President Trump reminded the crowd at CPAC, only president in history, that he was the only president in history who has ever taken on the entire corrupt establishment in Washington. And anyone else will be intimidated, bought off, blackmailed, or ripped off, or ripped to shreds. And that's one thing I was concerned about. (laughs) Not that I don't already think Pence has been paid off. But I'm really concerned about the private meeting that went on during that time with DeSantis and the Club for Growth and Pence. President Trump said our enemies are desperate to stop us because they know that we are the only ones who can stop them. They know that we can defeat them. They know that we will defeat them. But they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. And I'm standing in their way. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior. Do you understand what this man has given up for you? I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. With you at my side... We will demolish the deep state. We will expel the warmongers. We will drive out the globalists. We will cast out the communists. We will throw off the political class that hates our country. We will beat the Democrats. We will rout the fake news media. We will expose and appropriately deal with rhinos. We will evict Joe Biden from the White House, and we will liberate America from these villains and scoundrels once and for all. This is the final battle, he said. They know it, and I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. Either they win or we win. And I promise you this, 
if you put me back in the White House, their reign will be over, and America will be a free nation once again. He went on and said, When we started on this journey, a journey like there has never been before, we had a Republican Party that was ruled by freaks and neocons and globalists and open-border zealots and fools. But we are never going back to the party of Paul Ryan, Karl Rove, and Jeb Bush. We are never going back to a country ruled by an entrenched political dynasties in both parties, rotten special interests, China-loving politicians, and a militant left-wing news media that's either frightened or telling the truth or is frightened of telling the truth, or it is truly evil and bad. You never know which, he said. We're not going back to this. Not now, not ever. On War and Peace, he said, I am the only candidate who can make this promise. I will prevent World War III. On borders, he says, three years ago, we had the safest border in the history of our country, and I will quickly do it again. When I am back in the White House, the very first reconciliation bill I sign will be the massive increase of border patrol and a colossal increase in the number of ICE deportation officers. Under my leadership, we will use all necessary state, local, federal, and military resources to carry out the largest domestic deportation operation in the American history. I will ask every state and federal agency to identify every known or suspected gang member in America, and every one of them that is here illegally will pick, up, will pick them up, and we will throw them out of this country, and there will be no questions asked. To stop the flow of deadly drugs, it will be my policy to take down the cartels, just as I took down ISIS, the ISIS caliphate that everybody said was impossible to do. He's going to restore law and order. I'm running out of time. He talked almost two hours, I think. <laughs> He's going to make things right for the homeless. Eradicating Marxism from their government. Champagne, campaign, no, sorry, champion of parents' rights. Promoting patriot education, patriotic education. Protecting your youth, protecting women's sports, smashing the censorship cartel, America first trade policy. I will create a true national trade policy like that kind that made America the world's economic powerhouse. America first um, trade policy, American first. Total independence from China. China accountability for the virus. Withdrawal from the WHO, the H, the WHO. Energy independent. Term limits for Congress. Boy, good luck with that. He is going to need us backing him, my friends. Using all lawful tactics to win elections. Lawful, not unlawful. Bringing forth a quantum leap in American standard of living. It's time, America. This man cannot do this by himself. And he is absolutely right. He is standing between us and them, and they are trying to take your children, to take your liberty, to take your homes. Are you going to stand and let them do it, ladies? Men, it's time to bring America home.